0: G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Eds. Yes, you've tuned in to the best podcast in the world. How are you going? It's the 18th of October 2018 and it's episode 606. So we're pump, pumping those episodes out, aren't we? Uh, I'm Glenn Goodman and I welcome you to another week. We are brought to you by ATHwebhosting.com.au. Our drag and drop website builder free for pro and business plans. The service are SSD drives, immediate activation. So you want to build a webpage at 12 midnight, you can sign up and and do your thing at 12 midnight if you like you know jump out of bed can't sleep whatever you want to do uh aussie support maybe not at 12 midnight but <laughs> maybe pretty soon after uh domain registration easy install wordpress joomla andrew powell so go and give them a give us a bit of a go there and also uh start new register your company fast and easy and direct with ASIC so all you have to do is complete your information on the site and it will send away to ASIC you get the certificate and all your company constitution and all that sort of good stuff uh right in your inbox pretty much straight away as soon as ASIC and uh, computers get around to doing it which is pretty instantly uh you get all the stuff uh, ready to go and you can walk out the front door and start trading as your new company start newcompany.com.au. all right let's get straight into it because we have a few stories to get through tonight and let's uh see who's here it's the usual suspects of course and joe's first he's first in the line all the time hey joe hey glenn how you going yeah not too bad thanks how's your week been uh, it's been pretty good pretty busy yeah excellent excellent uh any um shall we say uh i don't know <laughs> any requests for more discos No, not at the
1: moment. That's not going to happen until next
0: year now. Right, okay. You have a bit of a break. Absolutely. (laughs) Did you enjoy yourself, though? I did. I actually
1: loved it. It was a great event. I loved it.
0: Yeah, you would have been busy. Did you have any help when you were doing it, or was just you just flitting around all over the place, music, lights, sound? Um, When when
1: everything was already set up, um, after that, uh, I did get help with setting up. But after that, it was all on my own.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, good stuff. did well and uh jordan how you on jordan oh he's muted himself sorry
2: yeah i did mute myself (laughs) sorry about that
0: yeah i'm good i
2: um i had uh and i must say that joe's always first in line because i'm always running late so he's always the first that must be what it is that's what it is but i had a great great week this week i went down to the local music night and got up in public for the second time and played guitar and sang i'm pretty happy about that well you were
0: learning guitar so that's going good for you
2: yeah, I started. Was my New Year's resolution was in January to learn guitar, so I can do some solo gigs, just sit and play and sing by myself. So, and I did last week. Got up and sang at this local muso night, right. first time, and then this week again. So I'm just going to keep doing that for a few more weeks until I'm ready to go out and do an actual geek by myself.
0: Excellent, excellent. Let me tell you about how you can contact us. So you can contact us at youtube.com forward slash Aussie techheads. Well, I suppose you can watch us, probably leave a message or a little thing, uh, or, or facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech uh, The podcast webpage is at aussietecheds.com.au forward slash podcast. We see all the show notes amongst a couple of other things. You can grab the audio and the video from there as well. Uh, other podcasts around on the network i guess aussie Maxone, my tech opinion and the aussie tech crypto so uh, make sure you check out uh get your eyes peeled for those ones and you can contact me at glenn at aussie techheads.com you can get uh jordan at jordan at aussie techheads.com.au and joe at joe the gadget man no you can't joe at aussie techheads.com.au <laughs> right. but he, joe does have a website well, i'm uh, glad he
2: has an aussie techheads email glenn that's that everyone privileged having that i
0: oh, know everyone everyone's got one you know, this is what happens. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets an email. <laughs> It'll be like a
2: hotmail soon. You to start giving them out to everyone.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so, Joe, what, what's your
1: website? Uh, my website is joethegadgetsman.com.
0: And you got to – which one – what's the – where can people find the best info? Is it Facebook, YouTube, or the website?
1: At the moment, if, it's better if you follow me on the Facebook. Uh, the website is going to have a update – soon so it's going to look a little bit different in the next couple of weeks i'm going to change the way it looks nice So at the moment um if anyone wants to follow me they can follow me on the facebook which is facebook.com forward slash joe the gadget man
0: now your youtube channel you're always looking for subscribers that youtube.com forward slash joe the gadget man excellent excellent we'll have to get like a little ad or something up for a little square up on the aussie tech head page for you joe yeah, we can organise
2: that sometime. Yeah, I was, I was trying to—I was trying to talk to you, Glenn, earlier about promo gear. I was, and, and that's what I was, oh, yes. was thinking. Maybe that's what we need. We need something, you know, like a, a Joe the Gadgets man T-shirt or something that you can mm. give away.
0: Well, you know? I know uh, Michael from for, the Max Zone. He's—he uh, got a couple of these done. Just some for, a, Aussie tech head giveaways or something, you know? Yeah, Michael got some cups done. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, I think you can get those on VistaPrint. Uh if you want one they're pretty expensive for one. I think uh it might be 7 bucks but you st- and you got to pay another 10 or something for postage. It's best if you get more. But uh but yeah, like they're pretty cool. And shirt, sure, you can get everything on that VistaPrint, can't you? It's bloody crazy. But uh, yeah, so I did yeah, have, it's great. I did have shirts years ago. I still got them. I didn't I didn't sell them all. I still got some shirts, but uh it's got the old I used to be Aussietechheads.com. And then, um, so the shirts got printed with the .com, and but now I'm uh, .au. So there you go. I still got the shirts. Maybe I should just have a giveaway. I'll probably yeah, that's get, what I'm yeah, saying. Just have get, a giveaway. Just, just, just get rid just, of them. You know, yeah. You know, we could. I don't know.
2: Maybe come up with something that, and you can then post it out to one of the listeners for for some reason. We'll work it
1: out.
0: I'll give the shirt away if you guys pay for the postage. How's that?
1: All right, I'll, I'll organise something for the for the uh, giveaway on the Aussie Techheads page, and then sure, no
0: worries. All right, okay. Well, hold your horses. We might have some some t shirts coming. Uh, okay, let's. And then and
2: then to follow it up, you can have dinner with Glenn,
0: Uh A special date date night with Glen. Oh. Can that
2: can that go out as well?
0: Yeah, oh, I've got <laughs> special slippers for date nights with the with the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh yes good now where are we gonna start oh look we let's start with some stories and uh probably a sad story i guess uh microsoft co-founder paul allen has died only 65 which is no good uh he co-founded microsoft with bill gates in 1975 left the company in 1983 after he was diagnosed with hodgkinson's disease i'm not too sure what that does but it's a, some form of cancer i think um oh, is this little video i'll see if i can play the video here for people on the on the on the uh videos might oh this is going to be a news report by a little bit uh yeah so forbes had listed uh paul allen as the 21st richest person in the world worth 20.3 billion uh, as of 15th of october through vulcan which must have been one of his companies he owned the nfl seattle seahawks and the nba's portland trailblazers so um, yeah, so he obviously uh, liked his sport. The Allen Inst- uh, he also did also the Vulcan through him also owned the Strato Launch Systems, the a- the Allen Institute and the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. So I guess when you're worth twenty point three billion, you you've got a bit of money to splash around, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, you can afford to do a thing or two. Yeah, he was uh, apparently like he was a childhood friend of Bill Gates um yeah and Bill Gates was reportedly you know yeah well as you would imagine really upset and 65 is just too young to go isn't it like it is a bit yeah, it is a bit no good at all like yeah that's not good at all that's uh really sad but anyway it's uh life goes on I guess and uh thanks to him and Bill that we are bringing you this podcast right now I guess on the Windows machine so it wouldn't be possible without those guys yeah uh all right that's that's yeah I thought I'd uh it, that one the, the importance at the top story of the show that it probably deserves uh any comments or we move on from that no nah, rip paul yep all right uh let's go and see what joe's got in his little bag of stories <laughs> open up that bag of stories joe what's in okay. there this week
1: i've got this um report that says that um the iot security in people's homes are uh, simply not not good enough
0: Hmm. I think that's been going around a while, isn't it? Yeah, look, there's a company called
1: Alot Communications, um, and they're a global provider of network intelligence and security solutions uh, for both the um, service providers and for enterprises. And they've said that the consumers are just not happy today with all the stuff that they're getting in their um, home, in their connected home. They're just saying that the security on them is just not good enough.
0: Yeah, so I guess uh, so. Who's saying that? Consumers, we the consumers. Yeah, the consumers.
1: Us. Yeah, just the consumers. Apparently, there's an average of eight point four connected devices um, in your home, and uh, that could be smartphones, tablets. Um, they make up the majority of it, but you also got to include things like the, uh, the the Bluetooth devices, and some of them are legacy, some of them are the older type Bluetooth devices, and some of the old Wi-Fi devices. Right. Um. Those those, those oldest, older ones have got old firmware in them and yeah. they're much easier to get hacked by hackers should they um should they wanna you know.
0: Well we had that story I think last week, wasn't it, where California was going to mandate that all the all these devices, all Wi Fi device devices had to have a changeable password. Uh, so, you know, that's probably a step towards something because, you know, I think, at the t- you know, there was that problem with baby monitors, you know, just hard-coded um, admin, admin, username, password and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's all these little devices out there that when they're first built, there's little to no security on them. Mm. And um, what they're saying is that, okay, you've got a smart home and you've got all the security and stuff, but at the same time, a hacker, should they want to, easily infiltrate your system and get into your system.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. They come in through the baby monitor. And then, yeah, once they're in, they're in, aren't they? Like, I noticed here one of those points in that story was 72% of households are willing to pay a monthly fee, averaging $5.26. That's interesting. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think that, I think where they're going with that is that they're trying, this company here um, is, is trying to collaborate with some service providers. And offer it as a um, a service, so that when the updates are, like a Windows update, for example, when Windows needs to be updated, it sends out a request to all the devices. Yeah, and yeah. then it updates. So I think they're going to try and do. They're trying to try and work with um, different service providers, and with um, different enterprise customers to try and set up some sort of system like that. And I reckon that's a great idea
0: i think it's going to add another layer of complexity though could, could you imagine you know mum gets home from the shop with the new baby monitor and before she can use it she's got to plug it into the internet she's got to log into its interface and start changing passwords like you know it's another yeah. layer isn't it What's well
1: that's, that's the same as when you go and buy your phone and it's been sitting in the in the warehouse for about three four six months before you actually get it mm. so they, they have to do updates as soon as you get them so I think it's a good thing they should they should um, somehow collaborate with the internet providers or have some sort of automated system that as soon as it it connects to the um, to the network at home, yeah, then it gets updated. Now half the problem is that there's a lot of products out there that are not internet enabled, right? And that's where the problem is, right? They can't be updated.
0: Yeah, uh, the right. people
1: who actually own these devices don't have the the, the knowledge or even the know-how of what to do. Um, to be able to upgrade them. So um, what I've found is that there's a lot of them sitting around in people's homes, old, um, you know, wireless routers, access points, yep. things of that nature that, you know, it really should be tossed out. Rather, sure, sure, they work and everything's fine, but they should really be tossed out mm. for the simple fact of the security behind it.
0: Well, there'd be no doubt that I'd have unsecured devices around here. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what it, what they could be, but like, there's, I've got you don't, like you get these apps on your phone. Uh, I'm not sure what one's called Fring, I think on the iPhone, and it, it will scan your network and tell you what's on there. And like, well, I scan my network, I got like 32 devices come up, and you just go, what? You know, and you start counting, them. you go, oh yeah, the, you know, you got the Chromecast, you got your Apple um, Airport, whatever. you got your phones, you've got your tablets, you've got your your routers. Uh, what else have you got? You've got uh, like the little codies. you've got just everything seems to be just jamming into the Wi Fi. I've got the Wi Fi access points. Yeah, it's crazy. I had about like 32 come up on my list. So there's obviously some uh, unsecure ones in there. But uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Like, But oh, interesting to see that people would actually pay, say, 60 bucks a year. Uh, I don't know how they, yeah, what's what, some software comes out.
1: Yeah, look, this is just an idea at the moment. I don't think they actually implemented it yet. They're just saying that some people are willing to pay up to that much money mm. to have their service.
0: Yeah, well, people are paying. That'd be on average how much an antivirus software uh, thing would cost you? About sixty bucks a year. So that's pretty average there. Uh, to do to secure the whole house, yeah, to, yeah, there must be something you can do to, uh, you know, maybe easily, maybe more easily, whitelist devices through MAC addressing, but I guess the MAC addresses can be spoofed as well, can't they, you know, if, if someone yeah, wants to the, get the in. The way I
1: see it, uh, the way I think it should be going is that they should somehow at the um, router level, um, yes. yep. somewhere at that level, that they should be able to talk to the device and at that point say a notification or something come up on the, say, so, hey, listen, this is out of date, mm. needs to be updated. So um, something like, there is routers that do that, though,
2: that do update.
1: Yeah, that's right. But I'm talking more specifically into IoT devices or if you have a, uh, a wireless cam, for example, that's been sitting in the, in the outside in the garage for for, for you know, years and years, and it works fine. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't mind it. it's not 1080p or anything like that. It just works fine. Mm. But because it's a wireless one, um, it's it's easily um, hackable from someone who's got the, uh, the right equipment to be able to do that.
0: You can get routers that uh, routers that are like got this firewall built into them that that get their information from like a third party. So uh, I'm not sure, I can't remember off the top of my head now what that brand is that I know. But say what, there's a company somewhere that, so if they identify a threat, they know what IP addresses, or it's like it's a real-time update of issues on the internet. And then that is just a real-time push to all the connected of their routers. You know, so like if, say, Joe, your IP started sending out spam, for example, continuously for two days, say they'd be alerted, they put your IP into their machine, and then all the routers that subscribe to that service for them, they'll not sh- they they'll just refuse your IP requests or anything from your IP, so things like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think
1: that happens at the service provider level. Um, right. used to, I, I used to work at Optus, and, and I used to actually work in cable internet as well there at Optus. Right. They had this, um, this service there that detected whether there was viruses coming out from any particular uh, home. So yep. what they did was that once they had identified that this device or this uh, service at this email address at this particular home was sending out like hundreds or even thousands of spam mails every day, the provider would then block that service and that would uh, enforce the person to call in and find out, like, why is it not working? Yeah. That way they tell them, okay, well, we'll stop your service because you need to know, uh, if you're unaware of it, that the, um, that you're actually sending out all this spam mail or viruses are coming through. So they do have that at the service provider level. I know that.
0: Yeah. So I, I think the email might have been a bad example to use just there, but uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, what, this, what this one the, the, was. the other thing is that
1: some devices like routers and stuff, They can also implement some sort of um, antivirus or some sort of security software within them. And they, um, like Jordan was saying, that they they can actually do that at that level. There's also, I think they should also implement the IoT security at that level as well. And that could be done by Norton or uh, any other company that that provides virus protection Mm. That could, be able to, that could be like an added feature or another add-on or another app that they can install to that particular product that would enable them to protect them themselves.
0: What's that service called where you can subscribe to it uh, and you can set the certain settings and they'll automatically filter out like porn sites and all that sort of stuff? There's free and paid versions. I can't think of it now. You use it for your... Oh, there's, there's, what? there's one called NetNanny or something like that? Yeah, it'd be something like that, yeah. I can't think of the one that I used to use.
2: I've got one set up from the kids at the moment. It just basically, it just runs a VPN, pretty much. And then once you're in the VPN, they, they have thousands of sites blocked.
0: Right, yeah. I can't, yeah, this one, oh, I can't remember. I've got a... To... nanny
2: is a kind of an example of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't think now which one. I've got a, oh, I can't believe I can't think of that, the name of that thing. It was like, something like, it's not any DNS, it's something something similar to that, where you you change your DNS on your router to them, and then any requests that the, your... Goes back
2: through them and then they say right. tell you whether it's right or wrong.
0: Yeah, if they're flagged a the porn site or whatever, uh, then they just don't let that site go through. And anyway, uh, Alan
1: says it's OpenDNS. Is that the one?
0: It could be. It could be. Uh, let me have a look. OpenDNS. See, DNS.
2: I use, um, with, with my kids, I found a new app um, called uh, KidsLox. K-I-D-S-L-O-X. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And as soon as you turn that on, it just sets up a VPN in Apple. It sets like in the iPhone, it sets up a VPN. But I think in the, um, I'm not sure how it does it in Android. But
0: yeah, this is so again, yeah.
2: you're just in that network that they have cleaned.
0: Yeah, that's good. Open this OpenDNS. Who, who said that? It was Alan. He was he left a comment saying that it was OpenDNS. Good on you, Alan. That's what it is. Um, in, yeah, improve your internet. That's right. Yeah, but anything like that, and I think there's a free version, uh, as well, paid version, but. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's worked for me in the past. That's really good. Uh, all right. Uh, any more on that one, Joe? No, that's it.
1: That's all I needed to no, know. Um... All right. So,
0: yeah. all right. So, just staying with that type of uh, flavour. Let's go with Apple. Will let users see and delete data that it has collected. So I guess like, uh, or maybe similar to Facebook, I think Facebook you're able to download all the data that they've collected. I'm not sure you can delete it though. I think in the old old days, about, I don't know, five years ago, when you did it, they used to, instead of downloading it, they used to burn it all to a CD and send it to you. You know, I'm sure they're not doing that anymore. But Apple has rolled out an online tool to uh, users to download, change or delete all the data that the iPhone has collected. So Apple updated its privacy website with the tool which was unveiled earlier this year for users in the EU in response to their, this GDPR thing. Now I'm sure everyone's seen or heard about this GDPR thing because every website you go to sort of mentions it, mentions it doesn't it? Uh, so Apple will now let users in the United States, Canada, Australia and New Zealand see and download all information that Apple has collected on you. So what information would that be? Uh, Apple devices such as iPhones, Apple Watches collect detailed data about users, such as email, call, or text messages, biometric data, heart rate, and fingerprint. But uh, Apple, what they've been doing is, you know, instead of storing that, that uh, instead of storing that data in the cloud or on the Apple servers, the most of that data is actually stored on the device, and which is also then like double, double encrypted with your key passcode so it's uh so if your passcode is 5555 then that data that that i've just said uh, that's encrypted using that passcode so it's sort of you know and and apparently apple has said that uh, once it's encoded with the user's passcode apple does not possess the data and cannot unscramble it uh, even if asked so by law enforcement officials. So, you know, it seems to be pretty secure. They previously offered uh, these functions in different places, but brought them together for the EU privacy laws. It plans to roll out the same year around the world, but uh, that's around the world. But apparently you can do that now. be interesting, wouldn't it? So I wonder if you could just, like, download it and see, you know, what your heart rate was, I don't know, last year on 2nd of October or something like that. Or maybe on the 1st of October 2016 when the Sharks win the grand final off the charts. Yes. So um, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, your heart would have been pumping. It was pumping. Very exciting. (laughs) I would have blown it up.